You're listening to a message from Hope Central in Adelaide, South Australia. If you'd like to know more about Hope Central or any of our ministries, please visit hopecentral.org.au. And hello to everybody online as well. Lovely to be here today, to be worshipping God. I mean, God's already spoken through his Holy Spirit this morning to us. I don't know about you, but I really received those words from Candace and from Glenn that they had this morning. Wow, the power of the Holy Spirit is moving. And just on that, the Lord has given me a word today about our identity. Now, even that word that Russell had just then about Kuros, you know, they're accepting that they're a child of God. So what I find really important about us as a body is that we've got to start claiming who we are as his. So I don't know about you, but who here has really suffered with claiming their identity in God. Me. Oh boy. In the world, we are brought low. Everything about us is, we're told that we're not right in some way. Whatever that might be. Even the most perfect looking people or, you know, talented people have such difficulty in actually claiming who they truly are. You know, I remember a a very famous model, and for the life of me, I can't think of her name right now, but she was what we would consider a perfect looking woman. But she had such identity issues with her own body because she didn't think it was perfect. You know, who are we? Who are we? We're not what this world says to us. The Lord tells us that we're not good enough. The world tells us that we're too fat, we're not smart enough, we're not wise enough. We're not this, we're not that, we haven't got the right job. Those things bring us into a place of de-identification. You know, and over the last few weeks, it's been really prevalent, the word of God going out. Pastor Ashley spoke about the word spoken over us and how that impacts the fruit of our lives. It represents who people say we are, not who God says we are. So until we can identify with who he is, we can't represent who he is. That's what the Lord has been speaking to me about. Because if this word isn't for you, it's definitely for me. Sorry, technical issues. 
<laughs> the Lord's got something to say today. Because I tell you, last week I was so sick, I was flat on my back without a voice. But I truly believe that the God, through his Holy Spirit, wants to speak to us today about who we are in him. So uh, the next slide actually goes on to talk about a man who I so honour and admire. His name is Nick Verdukic, and I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. But Nick was born with no arms and no legs. And everybody knows him. I'm sure you all do. What an incredible testimony to the identity of who he is in Jesus Christ. Because he could have had a very different life had he not identified with who Christ was within him. So when the slides come up, I'll try and talk. I'll try and talk without the slides. But Nick has, when he was young, he had a terrible problem with not having arms and legs. And at a very young age, he really wanted to commit suicide. He wanted to end his life because he felt like he didn't have an identity. There was, he had no purpose. That's how he felt. But God spoke to him. He spoke to him through a scripture in John. You'll remember it. When, when Jesus and the disciples are walking along, they see a man who is blind and the disciples ask Christ, who, who sinned? Was it the man or was it his parents that sinned? Jesus answered his disciples, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Isn't that amazing? It changed his whole life. He then identified with God. So Nick is a child of God first, but he's an evangelist. He's an author of books. He's a CEO of a, of a company living without limbs. He's a motivational speaker. He's a husband. And he has four children. How amazing is that? I don't know about you, but if I was born with no arms and legs, I know that I would struggle. I'm not good with pain. I'm not good with all of that. So, but his identity was firmly placed as a child of God. I just want to read this scripture. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. Your adoption to sonship. Think on that. 
sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. You know, sometimes it's tough. But Christ's life was tougher than any of ours will ever be. But we share in that. But we share in it as sons of a living God. As sons and daughters of a father in heaven. Amen. There's a few scriptures I'm going through today, but I really felt that God wanted to speak to us through his word today. Through his word. Because his word is the truth. And the spirit identifies with that truth and brings revelation to us. But because of his great love for us, so that's our first That's our first um, recollection of God. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. Who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace we have been saved, which is what Glenn was saying. You know, it's by grace we've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. How amazing is that? If we could only take hold of that truth for ourselves, that we are seated in heavenly places with him. How mighty is that? How mighty. It is huge, Roman. It's huge. But it needs the Holy Spirit to give us revelation of that truth. So none of us can know this except through the power of the Holy Spirit in us. He's the one that gives us the power. He's the one that gives us the authority. He's the one who tells us that we are his, that we belong to him in Jesus' name. So, therefore, which is always a big statement, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation A new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. I need revelation of that. You know, Carter Conlon, who is a great preacher in Times Square Church in your city. He is an amazing man of God. And when he was about 24, I think he's about my age now, he said to the Lord, well, if you truly can make me a new man, God, I'm going to go with you. 
I'm going to go with you. I'm going to give my life to you and I'm going to follow you. If you can truly change me completely, take away what I've done. So he repented of his sins on that very day. And he went to bed and he said he didn't feel any different. Didn't feel any different. But the next morning, he said that when he put his feet on the ground, he knew that God had transformed him from the old to the new. And that man has preached to millions of people and brought salvation to the lost, healing to the sick. He set the captives free because of who he is in Christ Jesus. But I don't know about you. For me, this truth was difficult. I was, I th- the only way I can explain it is that I was like an onion. You know, I had so much rubbish that I was carrying. You know my story. I've given my testimony. It was a hard road, a really hard road, and I carried that with me, even into salvation. So the Spirit hadn't given me revelation of the newness in me. And that's what I battle with constantly. But I know God's doing a work in me. God is doing a work in me and he's doing a work in you as children of God. And I truly believe that as I walk in him, those onion layers are being shed. They've been taken off, you know, all my three marriages, the consequences of all my actions as they come off and I start claiming who I am in Christ. My life is being transformed and changed into his likeness for his glory. So what does it mean to take on the identity of Christ in us? I I just feel that God, over this period of time that we have been really seeking him, he is giving us a word in season for us. So one, I've just put four thoughts of my own up. What I think it does is... It defines our purpose, number one. So first of all, we acknowledge he's our father. And we are created to honor him and worship him. That's our purpose, to worship him in spirit and in truth. And in that, become more like him as we seek him and we follow him, our lives become more like him. That's our purpose. That's our purpose, to serve him through worship and through praise. 
Number two. Well, (laughs) we have been so battered around by the enemy. You know, Satan is out to kill and destroy us. He's a liar. He's an absolute liar. So for me, I've allowed him to tell me who I am. I've allowed him to drop thoughts in my head and I've responded to that. Instead of bringing all my thoughts captive to Christ Jesus, who is my co-heir, and to God, my Father, who loves me. So Satan will say, you are nothing. Who are you? You're nobody. But by the blood of Jesus, I am a child of God, and I am a new creation in him. So nobody can take that away from me once I truly have revelation of it. And that's what God is doing in my life as I walk closer with him. Builds faith. We all want faith. You know, God is looking for the men and women of faith. We have to believe this. What's the point otherwise? There's no point in us being saved and restored and redeemed if we don't take on his character because that's what it's all about. We need to bring salvation to the lost. We need to be able to stand in the power on authority of Jesus Christ. I want to be able to go out and people know that I am a child of God and that they are called and they are chosen once they respond to his call. I want to be able to lay hands on the sick, which we're learning all the time at the moment. I believe the power of God is starting to really move in us so that we can see once again the goodness of God in the land of the living That's what he keeps saying to me. He's given me that word all this year. So we can see the goodness of God in the land of the living again. Because he's our father. He's our father in heaven. And he wants to give us every good thing that he can. You know, we're not without. We're not without when we're walking with him. Our circumstances might tell us that we are without, but through faith in Jesus Christ, we have everything we need. We have everything we need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The other thing. Thank you, Bronwyn. Ah. I think the other thing that really is important when it comes to our identity is identifying as a body. I felt the Lord really strongly say to me that he is calling us as a body, not as an individual. He's called us to love each other. 
to walk with him together. One big family, you know. We're sons and daughters of a living God. And in us is something that I hopefully have got for you. But there's something in you that you've got for me. I have to tell you, this um, this house of God has got such an anointing on it for the love of God to preside. It is extraordinary in many ways. It calls us to each other. It calls us to see who we are in him. Gives us the opportunity to share the gifts that God has given us, which is so great, so great. Often you can sit in a church, and there's no disrespect, but for me, God has appointed us as heirs. He's appointed us as children. He's appointed us as his bride, his body, all formed together for the good of the, of the, the world. So it's not just for us. The love is wonderful for us. But we need to love each other so that this community, this nation, this world can see who God is through us. That's our calling. That is our calling. That is the commission that God has given to us. So for me, our identity is paramount. We are in the last days. Christ said he was going to come back for his bride. We have so many things in the world that are acknowledging the time. I don't know whether it's going to be tomorrow or in a thousand years, but he's coming for his bride. He wants us to know him. He wants us to acknowledge him as father and to see each other as sons and daughters of a living God. So you, I love this scripture. Because this really talks about us. About us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we can move together in him to be the powerhouse that he would love to see. Love to see. I, you know, I, one of the things actually I didn't mention and I, I will mention you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, Leone started uh, a prayer course. It was fabulous. Really enjoyed it. Got a lot from it. And built relationships with some of the women. And we decided to continue on as a prayer group and a study group. So we've been studying the book called The Holy Spirit and You. Amazing book. But you know what has been so wonderful for me 
And I, I believe for the other women involved in the group. We have watched each other really grow in the love and grace and power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful journey. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to establish us firmly in him, firmly with him, co-heirs with him. So you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a royal priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honour is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offence. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. Because God knows who's going to choose him. But you, we, are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvellous light. Thank you, Lord. Could I have the worship team come up, please? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, today, if you really don't know who Jesus Christ is, this is an opportunity for you to come to him and to know him. There's never a better time than now. God is calling the world to his feet. And I believe that any one of us can come at any time to the throne room. So if you don't know him today, you don't have to come up the front, but find somebody who can help you walk into his glorious light from this darkness. Repent of your sins and acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. He died. He shed his blood he shed his body on a cross for us, but then he rose victorious over all power and principality and raised us up with him in Christ Jesus for his purpose. And his power and authority has been given to us today. Today. Thank you, Lord. So... I'd love it. Mel, if you could gently just sort of pray. I, I think 
it would be wonderful if we just all stood together today. Let's just stand and really, Father, just help us to claim our identity in who you are. To really, really, truly stand in faith, knowing that we are heirs of the Father, that we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Place in us, Lord, a passion that can't be put out. Lord, set a fire in us that just glorifies you, Lord, with everything that we do, that screams out of us about who you are. Father God, our Saviour, our Lord, our Creator, our Shepherd, our, our Justice, You are a jealous God and all you want is for us to worship you. Father, we just thank you. Thank you. And today, Lord, as we stand here, we claim, we claim, we claim our place in your kingdom as a child of God, as a child of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You've been listening to a message from Hope Central in Adelaide, South Australia. If you want more information about who we are, visit us at hopecentral.org.au or join us for Sunday worship at any of our three campuses.